Section 19 of Lives of the Most Eminent Painters, Sculptors, and Architects, Volume 7, by Giorgio Vasari. Translation by Gaston de C. de Vere. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Rita Boutros. Jacopo de Pantormo, Painter of Florence, Part 4. In the meantime, Signor Alfonso Davalos, Marchese del Vasto, having obtained from Michelagno Bornarti, by means of Fra Niccolo della Magna, a cartoon of Christ appearing to the Magdalene in the garden, moved heaven and earth to have it executed for him in painting by Pantormo, Bornarti having told him that no one could serve him better than that master. Jacopo then executed that work to perfection, and it was accounted a rare painting, by reason both of the grandeur of Michelagnolo's design and of Jacopo's coloring. Wherefore, Signor Alessandro Vitelli, who was at that time captain of the garrison of soldiers in Florence, having seen it, had a picture painted for himself from the same cartoon by Jacopo, which he sent to Citta di Castello, and caused to be placed in his house. It thus became evident in what estimation Michelagnolo held Pantormo, and with what diligence Pantormo carried to completion, and executed excellently well, the designs and cartoons of Michelagnolo. And Bartolomeo Bettini so went to work that Buonarti, who was much his friend, made for him a cartoon of a nude Venus with a Cupid, who was kissing her, in order that he might have it executed in painting by Pantormo, and place it in the centre of a chamber of his own, in the lunettes of which he had begun to have painted by Bronzino figures of Dante, Petrarca, and Boccaccio, with the intention of having there all the other poets who have sung of love in Tuscan prose and verse. Jacopo, then, having received this cartoon, executed it to perfection at his leisure, as will be related, in the manner that all the world knows without my saying another word in praise of it. These designs of Michelagnolo's were the reason that Pantormo, considering the manner of that most noble craftsman, took heart of grace, and resolved that by hook or by crook he would imitate and follow it to the best of his ability. And then it was that Jacopo recognized how ill he had done to allow the work of Poggio Aquino to slip through his hands, although he put the blame in great measure on a long and very troublesome illness that he had suffered, and finally on the death of Pope Clement, which brought that undertaking completely to an end. Jacopo, having executed after the works described above, a picture with a portrait from life of Amerigo Antinori, a young man much beloved in Florence at that time, and that portrait being much extolled by everyone, Duke Alessandro had him informed that he wished to have his portrait taken by him in a large picture, and Jacopo, for the sake of convenience, executed his portrait, for the time being, in a little picture of the size of a sheet of half-folio, and with such diligence and care that the works of the miniaturists do not in any way come up to it, for the reason that, 
besides its being a very good likeness, there is in that head all that could be desired in the rarest of paintings. From that little picture, which is now in the Garderoba of Duke Cosimo, Jacopo afterwards made a portrait of the same duke in a large picture, with a style in the hand, drawing the head of a woman, which larger portrait Duke Alessandro afterwards presented to Signora Tadea Malespina, the sister of the Marchesa di Massa. Desiring at all costs to reward liberally the genius of Jacopo for these works, the duke sent him a message by Niccolò da Montaguto, his servant, that he should ask whatever he wished, and it would be granted to him. But such was the poor spirit, or the excessive respect and modesty of the man, I know not which to call it, that he asked for nothing save as much money as would suffice him to redeem a cloak that he had pledged, which, having heard, the duke, not without laughing at the character of the man, commanded that fifty gold crowns should be given, and a salary offered to him, and even then Niccolo had much ado to make him accept it. Meanwhile, Jacopo had finished painting the Venus from the cartoon belonging to Bettini, which proved to be a marvellous thing, but it was not given to Bettini at the price for which Jacopo had promised it to him, for certain tuft hunters, in order to do Bettini an injury, took it almost by force from the hands of Jacopo and gave it to Duke Alessandro, restoring the cartoon to Bettini which, having heard, Michelagnolo felt much displeasure for love of the friend for whom he had drawn the cartoon, and he bore a grudge against Jacopo, who, although he received fifty crowns for it from the duke, nevertheless cannot be said to have defrauded Bettini, seeing that he gave up the Venus at the command of him who was his lord. But of all this, some say that Bettini himself was in great measure the cause from his asking too much. The occasion having thus presented itself to Pantormo, by means of these monies, to set his hand to the fitting up of his house, he made a beginning with his building, but did nothing of much importance. Indeed, although some persons declare that he had it in mind to spend largely according to his position, and to make a commodious dwelling, and one that might have some design, it is nevertheless evident that what he did, whether this came from his not having the means to spend, or from some other reason, has rather the appearance of a building erected by an eccentric and solitary creature than of a well-ordered habitation, for the reason that to the room where he used to sleep, and at times to work, he had to climb by a wooden ladder, which, after he had gone in, he would draw up with a pulley, to the end that no one might go up to him without his wish or knowledge. But that which most displeased other men in him was that he would not work save when and for whom he pleased, and after his own fancy. Wherefore, on many occasions, being sought out by noblemen who desired to have some of his work, and once in particular by the magnificent Ottaviano de' Medici, he would not serve them, and then he would set himself to do anything in the world for some low and common fellow at a miserable price. 
Thus the mason Rossino, a person of no small ingenuity considering his calling, by playing the simpleton, received from him in payment for having paved certain rooms with bricks, and for having done other mason's work, a most beautiful picture of Our Lady, in executing which Jacopo toiled and laboured as much as the mason did in his building. And so well did the good Rossino contrive to manage his business, that, in addition to the above-named picture, he got from the hands of Jacopo a most beautiful portrait of Cardinal Giulio de Medici, copied from one by the hand of Raffaello, and into the bargain a very beautiful little picture of a Christ crucified, which, although the above-mentioned magnificent Ottaviano bought it from the mason Rossino as a work by the hand of Jacopo, nevertheless is known for certain to be by the hand of bronzino who executed it all by himself while he was working with jacopo at the sortosa although it afterwards remained i know not why in the possession of pontormo all these three pictures won by the industry of the mason from the hands of jacopo are now in the house of Messer Alessandro de Medici, the son of the above-named Ottaviano. Now, although this procedure of Jacopo's and his living solitary, and after his own fashion, were not much commended, that does not mean that if any one wished to excuse him, he would not be able, for the reason that for those works that he did, we should acknowledge our obligation to him and for those that he did not choose to do, we should not blame or censure him. No craftsman is obliged to work, save when and for whom he pleases, and if he suffered thereby, the loss was his. As for solitude, I have always heard say that it is the greatest friend of study, and even if it were not so, I do not believe that much blame is due to him, who lives in his own fashion without offence to God or to his neighbour, dwelling and employing his time as best suits his nature. But to return, leaving these matters on one side, to the works of Jacopo, Duke Alessandro had caused to be restored in some parts the villa of Careggi, formerly built by the elder Cosimo de' Medici, at a distance of two miles from Florence, and had carried out the ornamentation of the fountain and the labyrinth, which wound through the centre of an open court, into which there opened two loggi, and His Excellency ordained that those loggi should be painted by Jacopo but that company should be given him, to the end that he might finish them the quicker, and that conversation with others, keeping him cheerful, might be a means of making him work without straying so much into vagaries and distilling away his brains. Nay, the Duke himself sent for Jacopo, and besought him that he should strive to deliver that work completely finished as soon as possible. Jacopo, therefore, having summoned Bronzino, caused him to paint a figure on each of five spandrels of the vaulting, these being fortune, justice, victory, peace, and fame. And on the other spandrel, for they are in all six, Jacopo with his own hand painted a love. 
Then, having made the design for some little boys that were going in the oval space of the vaulting, with various animals in their hands, and all foreshortened to be seen from below, he caused them all, with the exception of one, to be executed in colour by Bronzino, who acquitted himself very well. And since, while Jacopo and Bronzino were painting these figures, the ornaments all around were executed by Giacconi, Pier Francesco di Jacopo, and others, the whole of that work was finished in a short time, to the great satisfaction of the Lord Duke. His Excellency wished to have the other loggia painted, but he was not in time, for the reason that the above-named work, having been finished on the 13th of December, in the year 1536, on the 6th of the January following, that most illustrious lord was assassinated by his kinsman Lorenzino, and so this work and others remained without their completion. The Lord Duke Cosimo, having then been elected, and the affair of Montemorlo having passed off happily, a beginning was made with the works of Castello, according as has been related in the life of Tribolo, and his most illustrious excellency, in order to gratify Signora Donna Maria, his mother, ordained that Jacopo should paint the first loggia, which one finds on the left hand in entering the palace of Castello. Whereupon, setting to work, Jacopo first designed all the ornaments that were to be painted there, and had them executed for the most part by Bronzino and the masters who had executed those of Caraggi. Then, shutting himself up alone, he proceeded with that work after his own fancy, and wholly at his leisure, studying with all diligence to the end that it might be much better than that of Caraggi, which he had not executed entirely with his own hand. This he was able to do very conveniently, having eight crowns a month for it from His Excellency, whom he portrayed, young as he was, in the beginning of that work, and likewise Signora Donna Maria, his mother. Finally, after that loggia had been closed for five years, no one being able to have even a glance at what Jacopo had done, one day the above-named lady became enraged against him, and commanded that the staging and the screen should be thrown to the ground. But Jacopo, having begged for grace, and having obtained leave to keep it covered for a few days more, first retouched it where it seemed to him to be necessary, and then caused a cloth of his own contriving to be made, which should keep that loggia covered when those lords were not there, to the end that the weather might not, as it had at Caraggi, eaten away those pictures which were executed in oils on the dry plaster. And at last he uncovered it, amid the lively expectation of every one, all thinking that in that work Jacopo must have surpassed himself and done something altogether stupendous. But the effect did not correspond completely to the expectations, for the reason that, although many parts of the work are good, the general proportion of the figures appears very poor in form, and certain distorted attitudes that are there seem to be wanting in measure and very strange. 
but jacopo excused himself by saying that he had never worked very willingly in that place for the reason that being without the city it seemed much exposed to the fury of the soldiery and to other such-like dangers but there was no need for him to be afraid of that seeing that time and the weather from the work having been executed in the manner already described are eating it away little by little in the centre of the vaulting then he painted a saturn with the sign of capricorn and a hermaphrodite mars in the sign of the lion and of the virgin and some little angels who are flying through the air like those of Koreji. He then painted in certain gigantic women, almost entirely nude, philosophy, astrology, geometry, music, arithmetic, and a series, with some little scenes and medallions, executed with various tints of color and appropriate to the figures. Although this work, so fatiguing and so labored, did not give much satisfaction, or, if a certain measure of satisfaction, much less than was expected. Yet His Excellency declared that it pleased him, and availed himself of Jacopo on every occasion, chiefly because that painter was held in great veneration by the people, on account of the very good and beautiful works that he had executed in the past. The Lord Duke then brought to Florence the Flemings, Maestro Giovanni Rosso and Maestro Niccolo, excellent masters in Arras tapestries, to the end that the art might be learned and practiced by the Florentines. And he ordained that tapestries in silk and gold should be executed for the council hall of the two hundred, at a cost of sixty thousand crowns, and that Jacopo and Bronzino should make the cartoons with the stories of Joseph. But when Jacopo had made two of them, in one of which is the scene when the death of Joseph is announced to Jacob, and the bloody garments are shown to him, and in the other the flight of Joseph from the wife of Potiphar, leaving his garment behind, they did not please either the duke or those masters who had to put them into execution, for they appeared to them to be strange things, and not likely to be successful when executed in woven tapestries. And so Jacopo did not go on to make any more cartoons, but returned to his usual labors, and painted a picture of Our Lady, which was presented by the Duke to Signor Don, who took it to Spain now his excellency following in the footsteps of his ancestors has always sought to embellish and adorn his city and he resolved the necessity having come to his notice to cause to be painted all the principal chapel of the magnificent temple of san lorenzo formerly built by the great cosimo de medici the elder whereupon he gave the charge of this to jacopo de pantormo either of his own accord, or, as was said, at the instance of Messer Pier Francesco Ricci, his major-domo. And Jacopo was very glad of that favor, for the reason that, although the greatness of the work, he being well advanced in years, gave him food for thought, and perhaps dismayed him, 
on the other hand he reflected how in a work of such magnitude he had a fair field to show his ability and worth some say that jacopo finding that the work had been allotted to him notwithstanding that francesco salviati a painter of great fame was in florence and had brought to a happy conclusion the painting of that hall in the palace which was once the audience chamber of the signoria must needs declare that he would show the world how to draw and paint and how to work in fresco and besides this that the other painters were but ordinary hacks with other words equally insolent and overbearing but i myself always knew jacopo as a modest person who spoke of every one honourably and in a manner proper to an orderly and virtuous craftsman such as he was and i believe that these words were imputed to him falsely and that he never let slip from his mouth any such boastings which are for the most part the marks of vain men who presume too much upon their merits in which manner of men there is no place for virtue or good breeding and although i might have kept silent about these matters i have not chosen to do so because to proceed as i have done appears to me the office of a faithful and voracious historian it is enough that although these rumours went around and particularly among our craftsmen nevertheless i have a firm belief that they were the words of malicious persons jacopo having always been in the experience of every one modest and well behaved in his every action having then closed up that chapel with walls screens of planks and curtains and having given himself over to complete solitude he kept it for a period of eleven years so well sealed up that excepting himself not a living soul entered it neither a friend nor any other it is true indeed that certain lads who were drawing in the sacristy of michelagnolo as young men will do climbed by its spiral staircase on to the roof of the church and removing some tiles and the plank of one of the gilded rosettes that are there saw everything of which having heard jacopo took it very ill but took no further notice beyond closing up everything with greater care although some say that he persecuted those young men sorely and sought to make them regret it imagining then that in this work he would surpass all other painters and perchance so it was said even michelagnolo he painted in the upper part in a number of scenes the creation of adam and eve the eating of the forbidden fruit their expulsion from paradise the tilling of the earth the sacrifice of abel the death of cain the blessing of the seed of noah and the same noah designing the plan and the measurements of the ark next on one of the lower walls each of which is fifteen brachia in each direction he painted the inundation of the deluge in which is a mass of dead and drowned bodies and noah speaking with god on the other wall is painted the universal resurrection of the dead which has to take place on the last and final day with such variety and confusion 
that the real resurrection will perhaps not be more confused or more full of movement in a manner of speaking than pantormo painted it opposite to the altar and between the windows that is on the central wall there is on either side a row of nude figures who clinging to each other's bodies with hands and legs form a ladder wherewith to ascend to paradise rising from the earth where there are many dead in company with them and at the end on either side are two dead bodies clothed with the exception of the legs and also the arms with which they are holding two lighted torches at the top in the centre of the wall above the windows he painted in the middle christ on high in his majesty who surrounded by many angels all nude is raising those dead in order to judge them but i have never been able to understand the significance of this scene although i know that jacopo had wit enough for himself and also associated with learned and lettered persons i mean what he could have intended to signify in that part where there is christ on high raising the dead and below his feet is god the father who is creating adam and eve besides this in one of the corners where are the four evangelists nude with books in their hands it does not seem to me that in a single place did he give a thought to any order of composition or measurement or time or variety in the heads or diversity in the flesh colors or in a word to any rule proportion or law of perspective for the whole work is full of nude figures with an order design invention composition coloring and painting contrived after his own fashion and with such melancholy and so little satisfaction for him who beholds the work that i am determined since i myself do not understand it although i am a painter to leave all who may see it to form their own judgment for the reason that i believe that i would drive myself mad with it and would bury myself alive even as it appears to me that jacopo in the period of eleven years that he spent upon it sought to bury himself and all who might see the painting among all those extraordinary figures and although there may be seen in this work some bit of a torso with the back turned or facing to the front and some attachments of flanks executed with marvellous care and great labour by jacopo who made finished models of clay in the round for almost all the figures nevertheless the work as a whole is foreign to his manner and as it appears to almost every man without proportion the torsi for the most part being large and the legs and arms small to say nothing of the heads in which there is not a trace to be seen of that singular excellence and grace that he used to give to them so greatly to the satisfaction of those who examine his other pictures wherefore it appears that in this work he paid no attention to anything save certain parts and of the other more important parts he took no account whatever in a word whereas he had thought in this work to surpass all the paintings in the world of art he failed by a great measure to equal his own works that he had executed in the past
whence it is evident that he who seeks to strive beyond his strength and as it were to force nature ruins the good qualities with which he may have been liberally endowed by her but what can we or ought we to do save have compassion upon him seeing that the men of our arts are as much liable to error as others and the good homer so it is said even he sometimes nods nor shall it ever be said that there is a single work of jacopo's however he may have striven to force his nature in which there is not something good and worthy of praise he died shortly before finishing the work and some therefore declare that he died of grief ending his life very much dissatisfied with himself but the truth is that being old and much exhausted by making portraits and models in clay and laboring so much in fresco he sank into a dropsy which finally killed him at the age of sixty-five after his death there were found in his house many designs cartoons and models in clay all very beautiful and a picture of our lady executed by him excellently well and in a lovely manner to all appearance many years before which was sold by his heirs to piero salviati jacopo was buried in the first cloister of the church of the servite friars beneath the scene of the visitation that he had formerly painted there and he was followed to the grave by an honorable company of the painters sculptors and architects jacopo was a frugal and sober man and in his dress and manner of life he was rather miserly than moderate and he lived almost always by himself without desiring that any one should serve him or cook for him in his last years indeed he kept in his house as it were to bring him up battista naldini a young man of fine spirit who took such care of jacopo's life as jacopo would allow him to take and under his master's discipline he made no little proficiency in design and became such indeed that a very happy result is looked for from him among pantormo's friends particularly in this last period of his life were pier francesco vernacci and don vincenzio Borghini, with whom he took his recreation sometimes eating with them but rarely but above all others and always supremely beloved by him was bronzino who loved him as dearly being grateful and thankful for the benefits that he had received from him pantormo had very beautiful manners and he was so afraid of death that he would not even hear it spoken of and avoided having to meet dead bodies he never went to festivals or to any other place where people gathered together so as not to be caught in the press and he was solitary beyond all belief at times going out to work he set himself to think so profoundly on what he was to do that he went away without having done any other thing all day but stand thinking and that this happened to him times without number in the work of san lorenzo may readily be believed for the reason that when he was determined like an able and well-practised craftsman he had no difficulty in doing what he desired and had resolved to put into execution end of section nineteen Jacopo de Pontormo, Painter of Florence, Part 4